1: I really don't like malls. It's <laughs> yeah. like one of my like I I'm it's not the vibe for me. <laughs> um yeah, it just like smells like capitalism and plastic and I'm just like not into it. You
2: prefer the must. It's the must that you're looking must. for.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking for the must. <laughs>
2: What's up, fanatics? Welcome back. I, of course, am Jake Marin here with the one and only Claire Kramer. Claire, say hello. Hello. Hello, bonjour. Guten tag. How are you, Jake? I'm doing really good. I'm having a great day, a great week, a great month. And Claire, I'm really excited about today because we get to talk to Emily Kimball and she is a ball of energy. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Oh my gosh, she is such a sweet person. Uh, you guys probably know her as Seth Rogen's girlfriend in Platonic. Uh-huh. She played Debbie in Daisy Jones and the Six. Shameless, Librarian, tons of credits. But she is coming on Fanatics today to talk about her love of vintage clothing.
2: And it's so cool to me because we get into it in the episode. She actually goes with Seth Rogen in one of the episodes of Platonic to a thrift shop. So that is just art meeting the real world perfectly. And we dig into all that today. So it's really exciting, Claire.
0: Yes. Is it art imitating life or life imitating art? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Emily is such a vibrant personality. I'm not surprised that she thrives off of like vintage finds because there's just something like really unique and deep about her. It really shines through in the episode and I kind of like want to cut my hair like hers now. (laughs) Like she's so cute and stylish. Yeah,
2: she's cool, Claire.
0: Thanks, Jake. That means I'm not cool. Is that what you're saying?
2: (laughs) No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the topic where we get into today, vintage clothing, I think of that as like something that cool people do and you do it too, Claire. So that makes you cool.
0: Well, I am definitely not Emily cool. I may be like (laughs) kind of Claire cool. Maybe I'm chilly. I don't know, but I do love vintage clothing and I could definitely see myself going shopping with Emily, we'd be good partners in crime, Jake. That's the reality of the situation.
2: Well, I know that's a fact, and Fanatics, you're gonna know it's a fact too after you dig into this episode, because it's awesome. So get ready, get excited, and get ready to go on a
0: journey with Claire and I. Shall we, Claire? Vintage clothing, enjoy! All right, Emily, in your mind, how many decades old does a piece of clothing need to be to be considered vintage?
1: Well, I actually do know that there is a a range considered, because I looked it up. It has to be 20 years old (laughs) to be considered vintage. Okay. And then if it's over 100 years old, it's considered an antique. So there's a fun fact that I didn't know.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Are you wearing pieces that
1: are over 100 years old? No, no, because I'm not really into antiques, but I absolutely love vintage, which is weird because now all of a sudden the early 2000s are considered vintage, which is like insane. It's my first like time experiencing that thing where your parents are like, I used to wear that when I was a kid, and now I'm experiencing that with Y2K <laughs> <Yeah>. fashions. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Okay,
0: so in case you didn't guess, we are talking about vintage clothing today with Emily. So yes, you gave a decade description, but can you give an overall vibe definition of what vintage clothing means to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, vintage clothing, so it's definitely something that I, if I'm at like a thrift store or a vintage store... I just see something and I know it's vintage because I've been like picking out vintage clothing for so long. I know that like the t-shirts are well worn with love, the perfect softness, like, and not all vintage is the same. Obviously I gave a very wide range, like anything as far back as 20 years ago is considered vintage at this point. But you know, my favorites are like seventies, eighties, nineties. So yeah. Anything that's like, not new, is <laughs> vintage. Yeah, and I love it. I love that.
2: Yeah, it's amazing, and it's honestly, I've never been someone who's into vintage clothes, but your energy right now is getting me excited about it and making me think I'm missing <laughs> out on something.
1: You are, <laughs> correct. You are, Jake.
2: <laughs> okay, but what I wanna know is what one piece of clothing is your trophy, if you will?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I go through different trophies, if you will. But I would say right now, I have this sweater that is very old. (laughs) It must be from, like, I don't know, the 50s or something. And inside of it, there is, like, a little embroidered tag that says, Made with love, like, Grandma. And it just is so... sweet. (laughs) And I just can't let it go. Even though it wasn't my grandma, it was someone's grandma. And they spent a very long time making this sweater. And it's very just like well made. And it's honestly perfect condition.
0: (laughs) I love that. Now, when you're on the hunt for vintage clothing, either in person or online, is that little talisman something you look for that little special personalization of a piece?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely more common with say, like knitted things or something that's maybe handmade, Mm. maybe a dress that looks like someone made it. It's not necessarily something I go out seeking when I'm shopping for vintage clothing. But if I stumble upon it, I'm very excited. (laughs) Um, Mm. And I'm from Portland, Oregon. And I would say something like sweaters and things like that are more common there. Being in Los Angeles, where I live now, you know, there's less hand-knit sweaters from grandma because I don't think people in Los Angeles <laughs> knit like they do in Portland. <laughs> but That is a fact.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you prefer in person or do you prefer online vintage shopping?
1: I definitely prefer in person. This is weird, but I love the way vintage stores smell. I love the vibes. I love the people in there, the people that work there. And it definitely didn't start with me going into like curated vintage shops where Mm -hmm. everything is perfectly displayed and everything's vintage. It started with going to like Goodwill or like, you know, Salvation Army or different thrift stores and like seeking the vintage pieces, but digging through a lot of just like, crap, you know? Non-vintage, yeah. (laughs) Non-vintage, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, there's plenty of newer consignment stuff that's great too, but yeah, I'm definitely always looking for something that has ripened with age.
2: (laughs) You say ripened with age. Describe the smell of these shops that you go into.
1: (laughs) Well, it is a little bit musty smelling, I'm not gonna lie, and at this point, but they all smell the same, And maybe must isn't the best word to describe it. It's just the smell of vintage. Like, dare I say, old people? I don't know. I used to work at this consignment shop that had vintage and new designer stuff that was secondhand and someone came in once and didn't realize, because, you know, they've gotten so good to the point where sometimes you don't even know that you're in a store where they're selling used clothing because it just looks like a new store. Uh And then you look in the rack and you're like, why is there only one of everything? And you know, people ask for another size and you're like, Oh no, we just have one. But someone came in once and they were like, why does it smell like Tums in here? And I was like, Tums? <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, it does kind of smell like Tums. Like, you open a bottle of Tums. And I hadn't thought about Tums since, I don't know, the last time I took Tums, which I must have been a child. I don't, I don't really do Tums on the regular. But, yeah, it was just funny that, like, at this point, I didn't smell it. But, okay, so there's, like, the old smell. There's the smell of Tums. There's the smell of mustiness. But, It also often smells like incense because they're usually burning incense Mm. to kind of mask the smell. So it's just like this concoction of like natural smell of incense. You know, the air is kind of thick and it's just a vibe. (laughs) It
0: definitely is a vibe. And it sounds like for you and I'm the same way, like it's not just about that piece that you find. It's about the experience of going into the store and it's about the hunt for the piece. Absolutely. So tell me how important that, that hunt is and how adrenalized does your body get during that time period?
1: My body gets extremely adrenalized by the hunt. Um, I'm not going to (laughs)
2: lie. I love it.
1: I know because I'm (laughs) the same way. (laughs) It's a rush. It is. And I'm just like, okay, today's the day, like wake up early. Like let's go. I used to, go to estate sales in Portland and that was really a lot of adrenaline because you would get people lining up outside of this house where someone had recently died and, you know, they're selling their estate and, you know, you just kind of hope that there's going to be clothing in there. Sometimes there's dishes and cookware and furniture and you're like, okay, I don't care, I don't care where's the clothes. And, you know, they post online just like a little peek, like a little picture of like maybe the closet and you're like trying to zoom in and like see what there is but you just can't and then you get there and it's either like a total jackpot or you get there and you're like five minutes too late and it's all been taken already by the person there before.
2: You sound like a storage hunters person but you're going for (laughs) old people's clothes. At estate sales. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's very much that. I mean, I haven't really tapped into the market in Los Angeles as much because I think it just takes time and a lot of dedication to really find like the inns. Mm. I know in Portland, like there are some like on the outskirts of the city, there are these like mom and pop resale shops where you know you go there and it's all, you know, people probably in their 80s <laughs> shopping but then you see a couple like young yeah. people flipping through the racks and you're like oh okay so it's between me and you like who's gonna get you know and it, and there's usually like a friendly like acknowledgement of like okay I see what we're both here to, to find which is like that grandma's yep. sweater that she just let go of but yeah it's it's very fun and in in LA I think because of all the productions that are happening and the, you know, TV shows and movies and all these like set designers and costumers are going and kind of scooping up everything. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's all very picked through. And I think also people are just more, they have caught on to the trend of like young people wearing vintage clothing. And so you don't get the deals. You don't get the $1 Uh t-shirt. You get maybe like a... $70 (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a hierarchy of thrift stores in Los Angeles. And there's neighborhoods that you know to go and you know where certain trucks deliver certain neighborhoods donations. Totally. There's for sure like a map. Uh, to map this all out. One thing I love about social media now is when people post their hauls, everything they got, what is your biggest like haul that you've ever had, either at a store, estate a sale, or even like a vintage store?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it was during the pandemic and everyone was wearing masks and we were socially distancing. And it was kind of like, is it okay to be shopping for used clothing in a pandemic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really a rush. But I went to this place. This was in Oregon and it was this giant thrift store and I don't know what was in the air but I filled my backseat of like piles and piles of clothing (laughs) and I was visiting my parents at the time and I came back with all of this stuff that I had scored in my mind, and my mom is like, Oh my god, like, what have you done? You know, and I'm just like, No, you don't understand. Like, all of this is like gold, like shirts, jackets, pants, <laughs> like a few bags, shoes. I had like hit the jackpot and in that moment I was like, all right, time to start a vintage store because I literally can't wear like half of this. It's A, not my size (laughs) and B, like just it's too much. So I got it in my head that I was going to start like an online vintage thing. But then I just, I realized that the selling of the vintage clothing wasn't the same as the finding of the vintage clothing. And I I didn't have the same passion. It's the hunt. (gasps) It's the hunt. (laughs) It definitely is.
2: How much would you say of your wardrobe is vintage clothing?
1: Probably like 90%.
2: 90%. Wow.
1: Yeah. Just
2: for clarification, what's that 10%? Give us briefly, what's in that other 10% that you own?
1: Underwear socks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So no, no vintage underwear, no vintage socks. That's not on the, not on the game plan.
1: I mean, I I haven't, I have yet to find any that, you know, they don't really sell those. Mm -mm. I think that may be where I would draw the line. Good to know. I agree with you. I mean, they do have like, they have certain, you know, bloomers that are kind of fun. I mean, the evolution of underwear (laughs) has been quite, you know, it used to be quite large and quite, you know, it, it was a whole thing. It was basically another outfit. <laughs> and nowadays, people kind of wear, you know, some of the undergarments or whatever you call it as just like clothing. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's that meme going around that's like, you know, the 1920s swimsuit is today's dress.
1: <laughs> exactly. <You know>? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, with ninety percent of your wardrobe being vintage, I have to ask because I do a lot of laundry. What is your like laundering cleaning process? Because it has to be more delicate than normal modern clothes, if you will. Good question.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great point and a great question. I mean, honestly, I just throw it all in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken a few pieces. Like I had this one, like seventies flowy. I want to call it like a cape, but it was it was very Stevie Nicks. I don't know what it was, but it was just something that I, I didn't, couldn't really categorize it. It had sleeves, but it was long and flowy. And it wasn't a dress. It was open in the front. And that I took to get dry cleaned because I was just like, you are fancy and special and I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin you. But if it's like shirts, I mean, honestly, they get better the more you wash them. And mm-hmm. I recently have had a few shirts that you know, I love a few holes. I love like when they're on the verge of disintegrating. That's one of my favorite moments for a shirt. <laughs> but lately, mm-hmm. you know, if I wash something too many times, it's it's so destroyed to the point where I'll be wearing it and someone asked me, this was actually, I think, maybe Halloween last year and I was walking down the hallway and someone's like, I like your costume. Like, and I was just like, oh, it's giving <laughs> zombie apocalypse, like d- totally destroyed, <laughs> half eaten t-shirt. And I'm like, okay, maybe this, maybe this is a little bit much, but that's my favorite.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
2: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn
1: more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Thank you, like right off the bat for explaining to me the difference between antique and vintage, because I had no clue. Yeah. What's the difference between vintage and thrift?
1: Oh, that's great. Thrift doesn't necessarily have to be vintage. Thrift could be a t-shirt that someone got at Target and donated, and then you go and thrift it. Mm. It's used, it's cheap, but it's not exactly vintage. It would be in 20 years from now, but I would say that's the difference. It doesn't have to be old, but it just has to be used. And I don't know, yeah, to me, thrifting it also means like it's cheap (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I think now yes yeah it's a find it's a score it's kind of somebody's trash that becomes your treasure and I don't think that's always the case with all vintage because there are people that are curating it and marking it up for you know exorbitant prices five hundred dollars sometimes or plus for a Mm t-shirt so that's yeah (laughs) a lot (laughs) <laughs> a lot different from thrifting. <laughs> Are t-shirts like
0: your number one vintage find? Is that like what you kind of like focus on? I find people generally have like a focus yeah. of their, you know, fanaticism. So is that would that be vintage t-shirts?
1: I mean, I do love vintage t-shirts, but I would say that vintage t-shirts have been a newer kind of obsession lately. I didn't realize quite how big of a world it is like that in itself is like oh yeah and I almost am hesitant to say that I'm like a vintage t-shirt fanatic because there are people who are like experts I mean I will say like if it has like a single stitching you know certain band shirts are very valuable but yeah I mean I kind of just like it all and I go through phases I think now I'm definitely like slowing down like I'm not quite as interested in the like 80s prom dresses <laughs> those are a little uncomfortable but I definitely had like my fair share of that vibe and have collected many over the years in my like Cindy Lauper <laughs> blondie you know phases but yeah t-shirts now are are very Fun and comfortable. And, you know, the good news is if you do kind of find good vintage t shirts, then you could always resell them or give them away to someone that would oh, yeah. be very stoked about it. Absolutely. <laughs> it seems like they have the most value. Uh, yeah. The, we did a
0: whole episode about vintage t-shirts with Danielle Fischel. Oh, amazing. And her like Instagram purchases of vintage t-shirts. But so you mentioned Cindy Lauper and immediately my mind goes to accessories. Do you also collect vintage accessories? Like if you see the Bengals, if you see the lace gloves, like are these something that make their way into your home?
1: I definitely have a whole section of vintage accessories in my closet, but I don't wear them as much now. Uh Mm. I have the fingerless gloves, I have the bracelets, but yeah, I think I'm just kind of over it right now. But like, you know, it's funny because my mom was very much like living in the 80s as a young person and I remember when I was like in middle school and we would have these like spirit days where we would have to dress up like like the theme would be 80s or flash dance or something. Yeah. So I feel like I really did that like then and then I kind of got burnt out from it. But I remember being so frustrated at my mom for not keeping all of her vintage stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I could wear that thing you had. But she's just very much like always cleaning out stuff, and she doesn't like to hold on So Because oh. you do kind of become a like a little bit of a hoarder when you're into vintage. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely had to like Marie Kondo my life a bit because I'm like I don't want quite the quantity of like stuff, and you're like, am I really wearing it? Do I need this? And so I I have learned to you know respect my mom for her decision to let go of you know, the perfect Levi's denim jacket that she had that like I never got to have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: glad that you can respect that. I'm still angry at my mom from when she threw out a <laughs> pair of vintage Levi's that I had that I had thrifted back in Ohio in the day when I was in high school. Oh, no. And these were like the perfect, perfectly worn. As you mentioned, the thinner the material gets, the better. These were like the absolute perfect Levi's, rips everywhere, so cute on. And I came home one day and I'm like, where are my jeans? And she's like, oh, I had to get rid of those. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you crazy? Those were like perfectly Uh-oh. curated. So I'm still a little bit angry decades later about that. But I'm glad that you and your have come to terms.
1: So. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, she would never. She's learned. I mean, I think there's definitely been like, let's let's get rid of this and I you know, the teeth come out for me being like, No, no. this is perfect. <laughs> but so she gets rid of her stuff and then leaves mine alone, but you know, begs me to I mean, that's the good part about not living at home anymore, I guess. But yeah, that That sounds like um, really, really (laughs) devastating about the genes. (laughs) I'm still traumatized.
0: I'm not lying. So I'm curious. You mentioned Marie Kondo and we've talked about like the (laughs) adrenalization of the hunt and like that's part of the joy of, you know, of these vintage clothes as the find when you look at a piece and you're like touching a piece of your clothes like hey this piece are you like I found this in a tiny store in Oregon where I was having brunch with friends like do you know the history of each of your pieces some of
1: them yes but now I would say it's gotten a little lost in the sauce you know there's been so much and I've gotten better at letting things go and just kind of like you know if I'm out and about I have you know a few vintage stores that I like to go to and I'm really fast now so it's like the hunt is a little bit like I just like look at a rack and I can like scan it quickly Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I'll know like I don't need to really like it's literally like a like a two-second scan and then if I see something like the color of the shoulder of the hanger that's sticking out then I'll you know start flipping but sometimes I just walk in and walk out so yeah there are definitely some pieces and I will say now I have gotten into like some depop shopping and where you know it's not as much an event of going there and the hunt and the rush and all of it. Some sellers on Depop will leave a little note telling you where the piece has been or where they found it or what they were doing in the piece. That's so special. Like I, received these pair of jeans that I bought from a seller on Depop. And she left a note being like, I wore these in Paris and I was having a picnic and there was like someone playing the accordion. And I was like, amazing. Like, this is obviously a lot of information (laughs) that I didn't necessarily need, but I'm so happy to have it. And, you know, I get to carry on these Parisian accordion pants and have my own stories in them.
2: (laughs) I love it. Now there is something I've been wondering though. Emily, ever since you started talking about the hunt. (laughs) Have you ever gotten into a... I don't want to call it a fight. I don't want to call it a battle. But have you ever had to, like, argue with somebody over a piece?
1: I don't think so. I think I have definitely had a moment of, like, okay, I was considering something, holding it up. And then I put it back. And then I see someone else go and grab it. And in that Mm -hmm. moment, I feel... There's a slight flicker of rage, but it's not enough to like, be <laughs> confrontational about it. I'm not going to cause any fights. I've, I've recently been like, if it's not a hell yes, I'm going to pass on it. And so if my first instinct was like, meh, maybe, maybe not, and that person feels really excited about it, then I'm excited for that person to have it.
2: <laughs> I love that. Emily, is it a happy coincidence that, you know, in episode five of Platonic that your character actually uh, teaches (laughs) Seth Rogen how to thrift? Or or was that something that you kind of brought in?
1: No, that was a happy coincidence. I read the script and I was like, okay, not far off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were at Jetrag in that episode, which I haven't really been to a ton. And they have these, I've heard about it and I always would see the like $1 Sunday Um, And I guess it's real. Like they have the piles and I haven't ever been thrifting where stuff is piled on the floor and people are, you know, throwing it in the (laughs) air. But I think that's real. I think that that actually does happen. It is real. (laughs) There's a
0: place on La Brea and I forget the name. I have not done it myself either. It's a little too intense for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But there is a place on La Brea where it's like $1 and $3 and it's like a giant mound of clothing and you just go and stage dive into that clothing and come up with whatever you you get I guess
1: <laughs> yeah I think the closest to that I've ever done would be like the goodwill bins which is like have you guys ever done that you, they roll it out and they like they like ring a bell or something and they like open the gates and they push out this like fresh <laughs> fresh pile of clothing that's been brought in and everyone kind of runs to it. I have experienced that. And that's a little <laughs> stressful. I, I think that that causes a little more anxiety yeah. for me than ver- versus like something that's like chill and, and you get to be the one to like find the treasure that's waiting for you on the rack or whatever. But when it's like, yeah, hot off the press, piles and piles of clothing to like dig through <laughs> that just kind of raises my blood pressure. It's pretty intense.
0: (laughs) Take me back to your origin story. We've talked a lot about, you know, the now. Mm -hmm. What's your history with vintage clothing? When was the first time that you were like, oh, I don't have to wear like Gap or Old Navy. (laughs) I can actually wear something with history. And how did you get introduced into the vintage clothing world?
1: you know, it kind of started from just growing up with not a lot of money and having to like thrift shop for back to school clothes. Or it wasn't always that that was my only option. But I remember going to the mall and going to these like, you know, fast fashion stores, and they have hundreds of thousands of pieces of the same stuff that falls apart Mm -hmm. in two seconds. And I just was like, I don't really want to wear what everyone else is wearing. You know, if this is my my school clothes budget and I get to have like a certain number of things, like this is going to fall apart. And I definitely had my fair share of like fast fashion, like junk. But then over time I just realized like, yeah, it falls apart in two seconds and vintage clothing is way better and way more exciting and colorful Mm -hmm. and unique. And I love that there's only one of something and you know, it's not what everyone else is wearing. I really developed like my own style and individuality through that. But I remember, you know, going, like, my freshman year of high school, I had these, like, plaid pants that were high-waisted and super funky and fun. And I remember, like, an older, like, upperclassman boy was like, those make your butt look weird. Or, like, he, like, he made, like, a comment (laughs) and it, like, made me, like, super self-conscious. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to, like, I need to go to Hollister and get, like, I think they had these, like, Hollister sweatpants that everyone was wearing that were, like, $50. $50. Ugh. And that was like a lot at the time. And I was like, mom, I need it. I need this, you know, like <laughs> I need to conform. I don't want to be teased, but you know, so I lost myself for a second there, but then I quickly bounced back. So I was like, this yes. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I also hate Hollister.
2: <laughs> Emily, I want to know, is this something that you do by yourself or is this something, cause we haven't really talked about you bringing others with you thrifting. So is this alone time or are there people that you like to bring with you?
1: Yeah, it's hard. Like, I would love to bring people with me, but not everyone is passionate about being Mm-mm. in vintage stores or shopping in general. Like, I remember I have a younger sister, and I would really like want her to come with me, but then she would be over it in like five seconds be like, I'm going to wait outside. And then I would like feel bad for like taking too long. And like, it was just like a whole thing. So, and my mom too, like, she would come with me and you know, kind of be done very quickly <laughs> and I not really get it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, flash forward in my adult life, I've definitely had, I've had like one friend in particular who is equally as passionate about vintage clothing as me. And she's a great like partner in crime for shopping and going to thrift stores and doing the hunt. I mean, we could spend all day. And that's the fun thing about like thrifting too, is oftentimes there'll be like a fun you know, thrift store in a cool neighborhood where there's a great spot for lunch, and mm-hmm. you know you're not in a mall where you know there's no natural light. Or I really don't like malls. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of my like I I'm it's not the vibe for me. <laughs> um Yeah, it just like smells like capitalism and plastic, and I'm just like not into it. You
2: prefer the must. It's the must. I prefer that you're the must for.
1: Yeah, I'm really
0: looking for the must. (laughs) Before we get to our love letter, what do you think it is about vintage clothing? We've talked about the history. We've talked about the hunt. We've talked about the fact that it's like, in many ways, a one-off, like the sweater made by grandma. But what do you think it taps into for you emotionally that that makes it something that you're fanatical about? Mm. What does it fulfill for you? What does it tap into, I guess?
1: That's a great question. I love how vintage clothing is like a little snapshot of a time where there was some sort of cultural representation of what was going on that was expressed through style and fashion. And, Mm. you know, I love music and I love art. And I think so often the decades or the eras of the clothing that I love are a reflection of that, you know, of the music that I love and then, oh, how funny that like also the clothing that was made during that time, I also love. And so, yeah, I just love that it kind of represents culture. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Yeah. And, and personal expression
1: as well. If and by personal Maya. expression. Yes. yes, Yeah.
0: Yes. So on that note, Emily, will you please regale us with a love letter to vintage
1: clothing? Yes. Dear vintage clothing. Thank you for adorning me with your charisma and your color and your stinky, smelly, wonderful mess that you are. I love all the bedazzles and denim and rips and holes and tatters and character. And you have let my spirit shine and inspired me continuously. So thank you. (laughs)
2: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: I got to tell you, I totally understand what Emily means by needing to find the right person If you're going to go shopping for vintage clothing in a Mm -hmm. thrift store, especially a thrift store, you have to have somebody who knows how to do it. You can't just go with someone who is not into the hunt as much as you are. Like my mom and sister, for example, they do not like going to thrift stores. They want to walk into Macy's point at the mannequin and say, give me what's on that mannequin head to toe. (laughs) Whereas I will like dig forever. It's a personal slice of heaven for me going through racks of clothing and finding that find and like drilling down. So whenever I have tried to introduce my mom or my sister to that is a big whopping fail. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. The good news is Jake, I have taught my second daughter, River, is very much into thrifting and vintage clothes. Mm. Not so much, actually, not so much vintage clothes. She's into more like thrifting for like Lululemon, which I totally support. Okay. So I at least have a partner in crime in River.
2: <laughs> That's great. You see, on my end, I'm the person who gets dragged along and then I want to leave early. And then the person who's shopping feels bad, you know, because they can't have their fun day of shopping just at their leisurely pace. And, you know, somebody who's married, has a mom and two sisters, like they like to go shopping and drag me along a lot. And shop for me. And I don't even want to shop for me, Claire. That's the thing. It's too much sometimes.
0: Yeah. No, I I get it. And I also totally related with Emily when she was like, maybe I should open a store. I've thought about Uh that so many times. Like, I could just open a Poshmark store of all the vintage Nikes that I can find. But the value to me isn't in the selling. It's in the buying and the the finding. Yeah. So that's not going to work. But what I would like to happen in my life, in the perfect world of Claire, is to go to a thrift store and... Also, they have like a side category of they're a bar with appetizers. Oh. So you can go thrifting, then you could take a break,
1: <laughs> have a cool. little cocktail,
0: get something to eat, and then go back. Like when I was growing up wow. in Ohio, there was a laundromat that had a tanning salon in it. So it was like, perfect. You went in, you did your laundry, you could get a tan while the laundry was being done. Genius. So, I mean, I'm snowballing ideas here. Somebody, somebody out there do it. <laughs>
2: The closest thing we had to that in Dallas was a Wexon. It was a Wendy's and an Exxon together, so that's that's the closest thing we had
0: yeah, well, there is that like whole thing where there's the t c b y and is it taco Bell? It's not taco Bell maybe it's del taco anyway I get it i'm i'm
2: I'm pushing <laughs> mashup fan
0: vintage like uh, thrift store bar restaurant bar snacks no no restaurant needed. don't go overboard
2: I'm sold. I'll sit there at the bar. I'll enjoy myself while. Everyone else goes shopping. That sounds great. This would be good
0: for like significant others and partners as well, who maybe they're not into thrifting, but maybe they just want to get drunk. So, like, yeah. (laughs) And then maybe they would be into thrifting. You never know.
2: It's time to make this a reality, Claire. Okay. I I support you fully. I think uh, this time next year, this needs to be a reality.
0: I am going to do that with my spare time. Anyway, Jake, this was a great episode. Emily's awesome. If you liked this episode, you can check out more Fanatics episode. I mentioned it during the show, but our second episode ever was... Danielle Fischel, who talked about her love of vintage t shirts. That's a good pairing if I'm a sommelier of podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's a pairing with this episode. And check out wearefanatics.com or at wearefanatics on Twitter to browse through all our episodes. There's something for everyone, folks. It's like thrifting through podcasts.
2: <laughs> Enjoy, everybody.
0: Enjoy. Bye. Coming
2: up next week, we have Jay Miles Dale. The Oscar winner for Shape of Water, he partnered with Guillermo del Toro for The Strain, for The Cabinet of Curiosities, and Mama, and he also made a little movie called Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. But he's here with us next week to talk about his love for Steely Dan. So we'll see you then, and we can't wait to break it down for you.
0: Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast.